There is a lot going on in the world of Indianapolis sports. We're going to talk about all of it. The Colts, just about five weeks from starting training camp, we're going to talk about the biggest questions that are going to be answered during training camp as they ramp up toward the 2022 season, which is so enormous for Frank Wright, Chris Ballard, everybody associated with this team. The Colts have to find a way to start winning and winning in bulk and winning in January. Jimmers say getting impatient, that is lighting a fire underneath this organization. The Indiana Pacers, they draft tomorrow night. They're at number six right now. Are they going to move up? Are they going to move back? Who are they looking at? There is a lot of deceit going on within the NBA as the Pacers try to figure out who's going to fall where, one through five, so they know what to do with that number six pick. Do you package six with Miles Turner to move up to four? Or, or with uh, Malcolm Brogdon to move up to four? I don't know what you do. But I'll tell you what I think they should do. That's what I'll do. Uh, we're also going to talk about the Chicago Cubs a little bit. They lost 7-1 to last night. They are just non-competitive. I don't know what Sh uh, Swarmer has to do to lose his job. I could pitch better than this guy. This is ridiculous. It's time for the, for the Cubs to do something other than gouge their fans for tickets at the price that they do. This is not a competitive Major League team. And to charge competitive Major League ticket prices to watch his team is absolutely sinful by the Ricketts family. All right, let's talk about sports. This is Breakfast with Kent for Wednesday, June 22nd, 2022. We're brought to you by the great people at uh, Johnson's Plumbing. They're wonderful at what they do. If you've got a plumbing problem, they got a plumbing solution. This is how it works. Call them 765-610-8809. That's the number. If you want to donate, we love that. Hit the thanks button. It's just that easy. And I want you to hit the subscribe button. Smash that subscribe button if you haven't already. The like button. Ring the bell. Let's go so you get alerts every time we go live. Let's go. We do it twice every weekday. And then we post something recorded most weekdays. And very quickly... After it's, uh, after it's held, like yesterday, with the Pacers pre-draft workout, their final one, we had Ryan Carr up within an hour after he spoke to us, telling you exactly what he thinks the Pacers ought to do. Well, maybe not exactly, but sharing as much information as he was uh, able to share, and Ryan Carr always does. All right, let's talk about Colts. The Colts, they got three preseason games, if you didn't already know that. The first one's on the road at Buffalo, which is kind of interesting because they might wind up playing each other in the playoffs. Then the Lions come to town for two joint practices, and then the game on August 20th at Lucas Oil Stadium. That game will be played at 1 o'clock. The Bucks come to Indianapolis for the final preseason game on August 27th. That might be a little bit of fun if we get to see some Tom Brady on the field. That's a good thing. There are things that the Colts have to get done or not get done during the preseason. Number one, they got to stay healthy. If they don't stay healthy, they got problems. Then you got the tail of two mats. You got to have the two mats perform at a high level in the preseason so that when you get to the regular season on September 11th, as they travel to Houston, who should be the worst team in the NFL, and you should be able to steamroll in the opener, but we know how openers work here.
The Colts have not won one since 2013, and they haven't won their first two on the road to go 2-0 since 1977. So they got to hit the ground running. A slow start is not going to work this season for the Colts. If you front load the schedule with opponents you should be able to compete against, you have got to win those games or you really dig yourself a hole. The Colts, their first seven games are against AFC competition and five of them are against divisional opponents. That puts the Colts in a situation where they must win early, they must be ready to play, but at the same time, you got to be healthy. Matt Ryan has got to be sharp right out of the crate. He looked sharp in minicamp, but it was non-contact. Of course, quarterbacks aren't going to be contacted anyway during training camp, but he's got to get that arm loose at the age of 37, and he has got to throw accurately. He's got to build timing with his receivers or this thing spins out of control in a minute. The second Matt is Matt Pryor. Matt Pryor is likely to be the starting left tackle on this team. Matt Pryor was not bad last year. Matt Pryor, as you look at the pro football focus rankings for, uh, for tackles of all ilk, left or right, he ranked 25th at 76.5. That's pretty damn good. Braden Smith was higher, but he was easily the highest ranked left tackle on the squad last year. And then you got Bernard Ryman behind him. So you hope that somehow you can cobble together a left tackle situation that is going to benefit Matt Ryan, keep him protected, and be able to open up holes for Jonathan Taylor. If you can get that done with Matt Pryor and Bernard Ryman, good for you for not signing Trent Williams at like $20 million a season. If you can do it with these two guys, that, all right, Chris Ballard, nicely done. But that has got to get done. You've got to be able to protect, and you've got to have Matt Ryan be able to step up, deliver the football on time on target. Again, in seven-on-seven seven work during minicamp, he was crazy accurate. Really, really good. Sizzled the football nicely. This isn't Phillip Rivers' dose, all right? This isn't Phillip Rivers kind of, you know, having to throw early because he can't throw hard. Matt Ryan can still throw hard. Maybe not as hard as some, but hard enough. Uh, you have got to get the defense to be ready week one. I think they got a good chance to do it. Your your uh, new starters are Stephon Gilmore, Yannick Ngakwe, and Rodney McLeod. McLeod's been around for a long time. Gilmore has been around for a long time. Both guys like 32. And then Ngakwe has been in this system for years, playing for uh, Gus Bradley. And so you feel pretty good about how these guys are going to be able to assimilate into this new situation. It's not like they're coming in and, and they, you know, they're wet behind the ears. And you got a defensive coordinator these guys aren't familiar with. They know the Gus Bradley system. They have been signed into the Gus Bradley system. Or, and, and so as a result, <clears throat> you got to feel good about this defense as long as it stays healthy through the preseason, being ready to compete on September 11th. Another question that's got to be answered, is there a fourth wide receiver that's worthy of playing time, that's worthy of snaps? And if so, who? Is it Ashton Doolin? Is it Desmond Patman? Is it Michael Strawn? If Michael Strawn winds up being your fourth wide receiver, God help you. 
Are they going to sign Julio Jones? Are they going to sign T.Y. Hilton? Are they going to sign both? They have a little bit of cap space. They could do that if uh, Hilton and Jones want to be signed want to be, or if they're amenable to the offer that the Colts could make. Um, will Quiddy Pay take a step up? He's going to be the starting left defensive end. Yannick Ngakwe is going to be the Leo on the right side, Pay on the other side. Is he going to be able to step up, or is Odengbo going to be able to uh, supplant Pay and get to the password at a higher level? It's going to be shuffling a lot of different guys in and out. We know that. It's what Chris Ballard likes to do. And so you're going to have Odengbo coming in. You're going to have Taekwon Lewis. Is Taekwon Lewis healthy? It's another big question for the Indianapolis Colts. And will Kenny Moore show up? Is he going to be at camp, or is he going to continue to insist he is deserving of a contract extension a year early, a year out of rhythm? He's got two years left on his contract. With one year left, teams, if you have demonstrated great value, they come to you with an extension. Quentin Nelson's going to sign an extension likely this offseason. And then next offseason, if rhythm serves, you'll have Moore, you'll have Taylor, you'll have Pittman, all needing really, really high number extensions, uh, which is going to change what I'm going to talk about next just for a second. Pro Football Focus has ranked all 32 cap situations in the NFL, and the Colts situation is right now fourth. That's a good thing. They have a little bit of cap space, but they've done a really good job of kind of pulsing their extensions so that they're not putting themselves in in salary cap jail like the Saints are in right now uh, moving forward into 2023 and 2024. This is a good situation for the Colts. Fourth best, healthiest cap situation. All right, let's talk about the Pacers. Here's what's going to happen tomorrow night. All right, you're going to have five teams choose, or at least they're scheduled to choose. You got the Magic, you got the Thunder, you've got the Rockets. The Rockets, how about the Rockets with the John Wall situation? John Wall exercised his player option yesterday. It's worth $47.4 million. John Wall has played 113 games over the last five seasons, for which he has been paid. $158 million. People, that's $1.4 million per game played for John Wall. The Rockets are going to try to shop John Wall, which is hilarious. Going to try to trade him, negotiate a trade. Good luck with that. uh, With that, you know, $47.4 million number. So they're going to have to negotiate a buyout. The Rockets... How much, if you're the owner of the Rockets, you got to be sick to your stomach the amount of money you've given John Wall virtually for nothing over the last five years. He did tear his Achilles, so one of those years. But last year he sat because, well, they decided it wasn't in his best interest nor the team's best interest for him to be a guy coming off the bench for the Rockets. Really? At 40-plus million dollars? Do what you're told. What's the matter with people? million player option. What is the matter with this guy? That's temerity, baby. That's a guy who's like, you know what? I'm worth a lot. Even though I don't play, pay me. Wow. You know what? In in terms of where we are as a society, morality takes such a backseat to greed. 
it's just nauseating. Um, at any rate, here's the way it's going to go tomorrow night. The Pacers are going to try to figure out who's going to go where. They want Jaden Ivey. They covet Jaden Ivey. They don't know where he's going to go. He could go as high as two. He could go to the Thunder. The th you don't think that the Thunder look at John Morant and they don't want one of those? Yes, they do. So do the Pacers. So might the Pistons at number five. So might the Kings at number four. However, Jaden Ivey doesn't want to go to Sacramento. Nothing against Sacramento, at least not, I've never been to Sacramento. I never plan on going. Might be a very nice town. Who knows? I'm sure there are people who crap all over Indianapolis and say, Indianapolis, who wants that flyover country? Ah! Indianapolis is wonderful. At any rate, they want Ivy. Are they going to have to trade up to get him, and what do they have to give the Kings in order to get him at four if he lasts until four? You got Jabari Smith, Chet Holmgren, and uh, Paolo Boncaro going in some order, one, two, three, in all likelihood. Here's how I would draft this year were I a general manager. Uh, here's how I would rank guys. Jaden Ivey's number one. Here's what you want. If you're in the top six, you want a star. You don't want to come out of a top six pick with a guy who can't be a star. You are a team, unless you've traded into the top six, you are a team that sucks. And you are a star away from being relevant in the NBA. And so stars, that's what you're looking for. The guys with the best chance to be stars ranked in order. Ivy, Holmgren, Shaden Sharp. I know that sounds crazy, but Shaden Sharp's upside is way up yonder. Now his downside is way down there. You're, you're going to either get yourself a contract extension or get yourself fired as a general manager for taking a Shaden Sharp. Uh, Benedict Maturin, he's fourth. Uh, Smith, fifth. Boncaro, sixth. Sohan, seventh. And then Keegan Murray, because you got to have an eighth. Keegan Murray is not a star in the NBA, but his floor is really, really high. Uh, you know what you're going to get with Keegan Murray. With Shaden Sharp, you have no idea what you're going to get going to be a fascinating night tomorrow night. I think that the Pacers wind up with Jaden Ivey because Kevin Pritchard knows with Jaden Ivey, you got a shot. You got a dynamic shot at becoming better. Without him, you, you really got to knock wood and you got to hope you get lucky. Uh, Pirates beat the Cubs last night 7-1. to The Cubs are just not even competitive. They got two more against Pittsburgh today and tomorrow afternoon. And then you've got a, a weekend series against the Cardinals. The Cubs are terrible. And what a shame that is. How is it that the Cardinals just keep continuing to be good despite turning over their roster? And uh, the Cubs, they can't do it despite having revenue numbers that easily surpass the Cardinals. It's a good question. Um, Amazon, they put together a nice team in the broadcast booth. Congratulations to them. It's not as easy as it sounds. Ryan Fitzpatrick joins Richard Sir Sherman and Tony Gonzalez in uh, the studio. And you've got Al Michaels and Kerb or, uh, uh, Kirk Herbstreet in the booth. That's pretty solid. Let's celebrate some birthdays on this kind of steam Wednesday morning. Uh, Kirk Maddock, 
Happy birthday, Sean Bynum. Happy birthday, the great Patty England. Celebrating a birthday, Philip Walden. Happy birthday, Darren Levitz. And the great Crystal Mills. Happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. It's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Today, more about the Pacers draft and Inside Indiana Sports Now. It's going to be fabulous. Big day. Donate, subscribe, like. Let's go.